0: Hello and welcome to the Travelling Through podcast. I'm your host Emma and as many of you will realise I have been in Sicily the past weeks and this is the third and final episode of my recordings from Sicily and I'm with Sarah Wolferston. I chatted with Sarah in episode 33 which some of you may well have already listened to and if not please do check back to that one. But this time I actually in her and her husband's olive groves. It was such a fantastic experience helping them harvest and I decided just to record as we were cooking olives. Sarah is so inspiring I am sure that at least some of you will be heading to Sicily next year to see olives being harvested and enjoy that amazing taste of having fresh olive oil literally a day or two days after they've been milled. Sarah and her husband are both archaeologists by training, but Sicily is in their heart and Paolo, Sarah's husband, is, as you can probably tell from his name, is from a Sicilian family and grew up in Sicily. So by bringing their children to Sicily regularly, they are instilling a sense of Sicilian culture into their very being and certainly is such an inspiring place visually and hits all the senses. And if you haven't been, it is certainly worth a visit. Anyway, that's enough of my plug for Sicily. Now on to this podcast episode, which I hope you will enjoy with Sarah Wolferston. Hello, this is the Travelling Through podcast, and today I have finally made it out to see Sarah Wolferston in the province of Enna, at her olive grove, and it's very, very exciting because we spent two days so far um, picking olives. And uh, hello, Sarah. Hello, <laughs> hello, hello. And as we speak, Sarah is just picking olives off what some of the smaller trees, aren't you? How old are these? These trees? trees are
1: nine years old, nine or ten years old, around that. Almost the same age yeah. as your daughter. Yes, because we planted them the spring after she was born and um, there were one-year-old whips so okay. that's that was, uh... what do you
0: mean by a one-year-old
1: whip so when you plant fruit trees you plant what's called a whip it's like a maiden tree it's, it's a root stock with a graft that's the same with apple trees and okay. pear trees yes yeah. so these the olive trees come um grafted onto wild olive rootstock Oh my because goodness. um yeah so they say at the heart of every olive is a wild olive
0: really olive, wild olives
1: I, I can show you one we've got that one down there and mm-hmm. um, they obviously obviously the original tree that yes. people domesticated when they um started farming more regularly and they're really shrubby really spiky and have tiny olives that are incredibly bitter right so i guess when they domesticated the olive tree they just picked the bigger and bigger fruit yeah and eventually they weaned out the spikiness from them because uh-huh. obviously it's hard to pick olives as yes. you now know yes you've got to reach into the branches you've got to comb and spikes will shred you that yeah. I'll show you what they're like they're okay. pretty fierce but Are yeah at the really? heart of everyone because obviously the rootstock the wild olive is very good at, at coping with the adverse conditions where olives grow in the med. yes so yes. they're 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 the hardiest rootstock
0: yes, yes um
1: but we graft different cultivars or cultivated varieties onto the rootstock for different types of olives
0: okay so we this is uh, for the podcast listeners um it is now mid to late October and um, would you consider this slightly late for your harvest, or because uh, you have got some lovely green olives here? Well, which every is year really it changes. Trees we, here.
1: we, our mill and the village doesn't open until the last week of October because most people only start. There's none on that tree. Look, only start picking in this region, which is quite high. Yes. Um, in November. Okay. So that's, and it's also because that coincides with um, the, the Day of the Dead. Yes, so families get together on the day of the day ah, and they visit the family tombs. of we'll, 30th No, it's first the first of Tutti Santi Todos Santos, All Saints Day is the 1st of November. Oh, okay. Okay, so, so it kind of coincides with Halloween in a way, doesn't yes. it? Yes. I can't see any on this tree, uh, I thought I saw some
0: mm. on the other side. Oh, down yeah. there, yeah. yeah.
1: So that's when they would start, partly because all the other agriculture is kind of finished by then. Okay. People come back to visit their relatives and they go and pick olives. Right. But because now, um, partly because we are more aware... of of what makes a really tasty high polyphenol olive oil, which is a greener olive. Not a green olive, but a greener olive. And partly because I think climate change, unfortunately, the the long dry summers, which are starting earlier and ending later, I think seasons are getting, the fruit season is getting a bit earlier for olives in general in this area. Right. right. So they're starting to open at at the mill a bit quicker. So people are, are aware that the greener olives are better. And climate change. Sure. And also because people aren't coming home for Saint's Days anymore. No. They don't, people don't want to work in the fields that they used to. Um, and there's a shortage of labour. So, uh, people sort of tend to come on, do it on, over more weekends. Right. Does that make
0: sense? Yeah, yeah. So, um. And luckily for you, this coincides with the, the British half-term. British half-term. Well, can you hear the olives rolling about in there? Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure your <laughs> listeners can hear. So, yeah. um, so that's where we come
1: predominantly for the last two yes. weeks of
0: October. And I'm so happy that finally I made it out for a harvest, which I wasn't able to do last year. But you didn't have such a good harvest last year. But we did. Would you say it's going to be slightly better this slightly year? Slightly better this year. Still not, not as good as one would hope.
1: So instead of getting 100 to uh, 200 kilos off, a 30 year old tree which are the ones were up there yeah. we were getting 25 weren't we yeah For 15 half, half a crate f- this yeah. is a 25 kilo crate yeah, yeah so yes. we weren't filling them were no. we so a fifth down on what our normal big year is so True. it's a better year than last year which was right. um last year was meant to be a big year and wasn't so we pruned a bit lighter because if you prune the tree then you prune out a lot of the potential fruiting growth Okay, so we were a bit, everyone's been a bit kind of trying to guess what's going on. Yes. Um, and, and not wanting to go too hard on the pruning just in case you prune out, you know, because we haven't had a good harvest since 2000, and a really good one since 2018, I think. Really? So yeah.
0: okay. So it's really interesting because you've got your uh, grove or your plot, shall we yeah. say, is actually on quite a steep slope. It is. And all your younger trees are at the top end of the slope. And that your yeah. your nonnas, are there, like the grandma trees, yeah. are all at the bottom. And they actually, you could see the difference in how much they were producing compared to your yeah. young trees. But that's obviously, of course, that's going to happen. I just see a rogue olive. Well there. done. <laughs> Let's go round. Oh, there's yep. some more up there, look.
1: Um, um, yeah, so the old trees that, they give a lot but they're harder to manage yeah because they're harder they're harder to prune they're harder to harvest they take up more space so you can't um it's the more irregular to cut the grass in between you see what i mean because they weren't planted necessarily on the same layout, yes, or if they were the trees have been lost, so you can't see the layout anymore, yeah, whereas yeah. on these trees, obviously you can very much see our layout as a traditional layout. We, yes. we this is actually not seven by meters by seven meters, it's seven meters by six meters, but seven by seven is a traditional layout for Sicilian trees because they allow them to get quite big,
0: yes yeah, yeah and so for for, um, for around your trees, like it's all grass and it's also yeah. wild rocket, which is flowering, which is yeah. the same as I saw when. We we're with Gabriella in um, Castelvetrano, which yeah. is a different kind of olive yeah. to your olives. So, what? Where are your olives from? Are they traditional? They're from all this Sicilian
1: area? olives, um, but the, because this is not a very, um, it's not a well-known olive-producing uh, region. There's a few varieties around here but basically people haven't gone to the trouble of identifying them genetically which you have to go to a lab and work out which cultivar they are but the the sort of ones that we have around here called giraffa um but i think sounds like giraffe (laughs) probably um it's quite a lot of different (laughs) cultivars that have been quite a group together yeah so we've definitely got some of those but when we planted these new trees Oh, you got one by your foot there. Oh, two by your feet. Two. Um When we planted these new trees, we weren't quite sure what to do because there isn't like a typical olive variety of this area, apart from as I said, you know, this perhaps group of olives. So we planted some of the jarrafa, but we also went and picked some of the best trees from around Sicily to plant here. So we've got okay. about four different varieties around here. Biancolilla is one that's very green olive and produces a nice. A, a, it it's um produces quite a. a a delicate oil in terms of Sicilian oils and then we went the other way and planted some that got a bit more nocheladas they've got a bit more to
0: them so yes. actually we've got
1: a real blend of
0: Sicilian trees Interesting. here. Interesting, okay. And because the Nocellada I learnt where, when I was with Gabriella yeah. in Castle Silvano region yeah. is that they need another olive tree to pollinate yes. their trees because they don't self-pollinate. They don't self-pollinate. Do yours yeah, self Yes, so
1: because we've got a mix of about four different varieties in here, Nocellada del Etna, mm-hmm. del Belice, which is what you've... Uh, yes um moresca, biancolilla mm-hmm. and um giraffa they there's enough there are some that are self-pollinating but the majority don't pollinate themselves so they need the others so we planted them in a grid to make sure that um when the wind blows they will pollinate because olive trees are wind pollinated yeah. insects do have an effect on them but it's that very fine really. pollen oh, and it just blows around oh, tiny flowers yeah. but um, which is quite common i think with the uh, with the mediterranean uh, shrubs yes. to have wind pollination rather than, than and rather than bees right so um yeah so we've kind of strategically planted the the pollinators around so that they they would be in a like a it's like in an h shape okay yeah. so so there's a lot <laughs> of thought to that that's increase goes your, into your chance yeah so yeah monocultivars are very trendy at the moment oils so you which get an like oil one. that just one one type of tree yeah exactly um but we definitely knew that we weren't going to do that because we don't have enough space really and the disadvantage of that also is that they probably will come into maturity all at the same time yes and if you're not on the if you're not on your land because you live in england yes. then you're taking a big punt because they might all come early and you're not uh, there yeah yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> so having you them lose uh, a whole... yes
1: exactly they all go harvest. they all get um, mature and go dark mm. which will produce more oil but of inferior quality yes. not so many polyphenols and higher acidity yeah so the fact that we've got them all coming on at different times means we've always got a lot of greens yes. in october yeah. at the moment yes
0: and that was a really interesting to see yesterday so we yeah. had because we the first day that we were harvesting it they were more sort of more uh mature shall we say yeah. or or, or Ripe, Um, yeah. yeah. So they go from green to a
1: purpley colour to a black and the ideal time to pick is when they're just turning Mm -hmm. and that in Italian is called invaiatura. and that's when there's peak oil and peak polyphenols.
0: And because yesterday we had probably 80% green and only 20% sort of really ripe ones which was which was quite a good balance yes
1: because I can see some in there oh Oh, yes
0: and that's what's, i mean they're great, brilliantly camouflaged aren't they, yeah. they really good eyes and just when you think you've got the last olive you yeah. see another one <laughs> yeah. tantalizingly far just out of reach just out of reach which is why <laughs> we're there actually there you go well, um, we always
1: change perspective we go round the outside then we go inside obviously yeah. these are quite small so we can't um, get under them when i say quite small they when you consider that they're 8 9 years old which is what people say an olive needs to come to um, to be worth picking yes meters high aren't
0: yeah, they yeah yeah, yeah no, they're doing really well and what was really i mean exciting for you i think was yeah. the, after your our first day's harvest you actually um achieved a very high percentage yes of, of is it polyphenol or
1: oh or we a, haven't measured the polyphenols we've got a high percentage of oil to weight of olive um not that high which is good <laughs> which yeah. sounds funny doesn't it and not that low so if it's too low, then you realise possibly either you've picked too early, Yes, they're all very green, but you'll have loads of polyphenols in that, but you, will, you, know, you might shortchange yourself on oil. You've got to pick it at the right moment. Yes. If you go too late, then you'll get a much higher percentage of Reza in Italian, but then you'll possibly have missed out on polyphenols. But we know that we've got a high polyphenols because we saw so how many green olives we were, so we were expecting a low percentage. Yes. Yeah. So 100 kilos of olives would be between... 10 to 20 liters of olive oil mm-hmm. so somewhere in the middle is a good compromise mm-hmm. and we got slightly above 15 we got like 17 18 yes. percent so that's not necessarily a measure of quality because actually the higher that percentage is generally the worse the olives you see what i mean yeah, yeah, yeah. but because we know that they were green and early that just means what the miller explained to us was because it hasn't rained yes olives have three things in them they have the stone in the middle. Mm-hmm. They have the pulp, the flesh of the mm-hmm. of the of the olive and the skin, yeah. the sort of vegeta- vegetative material, and they have water. So yeah. when it rains, they can pump up with water. Therefore, they're heavier. Yeah, they make they won't get any more oil out of it. No, no.
0: So, so you um, could have
1: a high weight, high weight, exactly, yet, but low, low oil. Yeah, and and, and you that's, have to pay, you pay for the weight. You're paying for you, you pay for the weight as well, yeah. exactly. So when you you're, don't um, want
0: them to be too high. Drinking. But there's this
1: still exactly. But that's when there's this perception that, a, that an old-fashioned olive farmer who maybe not as hasn't exposed themselves to the this new quality drive in olive oil might think, hey, I got twenty-four yes. percent. But that's because it's rained. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yes. And because their olives are slightly off. Okay. So, <laughs> you know, so they've almost got overripe like a squishy grape or a squishy. So there's more oil going to come out of that, but it will have already been turning with oxidizing. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. You want to keep your polyphenols in your olive because that's what makes the, the olive oil so healthy
0: to, yeah, to consume. Yeah. So what you and Paolo, your, your husband, have been yeah. doing is that while, while you haven't been able to sell your olive oil the last, last couple of years, years. Yeah. you've been tasting different olive oils at supermarkets to try and Perhaps educate people like myself as yeah. to what to watch out for when you buy olive oil from the supermarket. And that's right. And we tried your olive oil as a, as a result, just <laughs> as, a, as a, a live test. <laughs> and we were looking for uh, the peppery, the bitter, and the aroma the which is fruit, fruity. Yeah. That's fruity. right, well done. So Those are fruit. three
1: qualities, and that's that's re- relatively easy to work out. Yes. But I think if you don't know, what a bad olive oil tastes like that's gone off, a rancid oil, or a rancid is the most common because it's just old. Yes, um, then you might confuse the bitter okay with rancid because it's a strong taste in your mouth, but it should be a pleasant taste, even if it's bitter and you're like, oh, oh you know, it's like you clean bitter, yes, almost. exactly. Yes. Whereas yes. that rancid, I, I can say that it smells of um, waxy crayons or a little bit of paint stripper, it's got a okay. the sub- chemically smell to it, rancid. Yeah. And it tastes in your mouth bitter, but not in a healthy way, in a cloy way. It's like sticks to your tongue. Yes, you should be able to smell rancid And if you can't taste it. If if it's got any element of rancidity in it, even our oil, if if we've got too many blacks or something's gone wrong, we've left it a day too long, then that won't, even if it's got the right acidity and all three qualities, any defect, muddy... The, the Mosca, the olive oil fly, which lays its larvae in the you know yes. we've been pulling out those olives with holes. Yes. If any, if if a taster, when we get our oil tasted, and everybody has to do that organoleptic testing, it's called. Um, Acidity is perfect. You have got the three qualities. Any of those defects, and it's not extra virgin. Right. Okay. So, so, so that's fine. why we're very particular. We, we don't pick them from the ground. We don't. We chuck out the mushed ones or the ones with a with a da- with damage or a hole. Cause you don't want to you don't want to run the the risk no. of having after going through all the effort you see how much effort it is to harvest one tree yeah no, exactly. even with that olive oil tickler i mean
0: i've been climbing trees for the first time which is great because the olive trees because you cut out the center to yeah. keep it aerated that's right she? we
1: prune we prune so that um the olives don't get diseased as well as pruning for, for fruit yes um i think an olive tree would just Most olive trees wouldn't really mind that much if you didn't prune them, but they might get diseased in the middle because obviously we're changing their nature by grafting onto the rootstock. Yes. Um, But they will die in the middle, which is not great for for us. And eventually, actually, if you abandon it for long enough, it will just die because it has nowhere to grow. Trees grow when they get cut.
0: Yes. So
1: if you're not cutting it... I can't see any
0: in this one. Should we move on? No, we can move on to the... Lots of bushy healthiness for... Maybe next year. Yeah. (laughs) The ironic thing was there was a tiny little tree that i harvested up the, the first day yeah. it was loaded with yes and it was the tiniest of tree ever so At those trees
1: are the same age as our firstborn. so they're he's 11 so yes. they're they're 12 years old okay and then they some of them um have got quite a few of them actually have got um a bacterial disease a bit like canker a bit like what's Canker. you know like apple canker okay have you ever heard of that no so wound in a the wound in the tree when you cut. Um, gets infected with a bacteria mm-hmm. and that turns into um, I'll show you, it turns into a, uh, it looks a bit like a little tumour, like a, a canker and it's the same with apple trees and you can prune that out but you can't quite get rid of it ever okay. um, and it's not a problem on a mature tree but on a young tree it can suffocate the canker you yes. go right round a, a, a branch and suffocate it um, so some of them up there have got canker that's because some varieties are particularly prone to it so that was our first experiment planting that um, and we weren't here in the in Sicily, we okay. were in the UK, so somebody picked the trees for us, and we right. didn't know what varieties. We didn't know anything about yeah. diseases, so we said, "Can you plant fifty trees for us?" And they came out. I think I think it's um, Moresca, which is quite prone to canker. Right. So we haven't really got many of them down here at yes. all because we don't want cankered trees. Do you? are you, going you prune to that out? Dig them up and start no, them? we just no. They're, so ha- they're some of them, them. So some of them are happy, like you've like yeah. you've seen, and some of them will just take longer to establish okay. because of the canker. Yeah, but um, yeah, maybe maybe. Be, some people would say, oh, they're no good and, and dig them up and chuck them. I mean, olive trees don't. We How much do we pay for an olive tree in the UK for a decorative tree? A well, ridiculous, ridiculous amount exactly. of Exactly. Here it's two euros. For, really? a, yeah, okay. for a little one year old tree that within, within five, six years becomes like this. Yeah. So, yes. just because it's just, this is the right place to grow olive trees. I mean, olive trees in Mediterranean are synonymous. Yeah. So, anybody. So, you wouldn't really bother grafting onto it. You could do. Yeah. Grafting a, a non Moresca tree. A non Moresco cultivar one too. These are giddy ones, aren't they? Yeah,
0: tiny like tiny little um, smaller than a grape, aren't they? Yeah. Like raisin size. Yeah. Um so are you quite unusual for this for this area of Villa Rosa, which is where well, your are. Yes and Paro's no family's from yes to and no. start this up by <laughs> enterprise. We were very inspired by
1: um, a young woman um, called Vincenza Ferrara, who with her father and her sisters and her mum, um, Plant, bought an olive grove and planted olive trees. Yes. And got funding from the EU to put in a mill, um, solar paneling, uh, bought a small tractor. They basically went for it. Yeah. Um, and I have been exporting their oil to sweden i think it's sweden anyway dora is the farm d-o-r-a if you put okay. dora olive oil sicily it'll come up and we moved here and we're astounded somebody said to us oh you've got to look up vincenza because she's doing what you want to do and she totally looked after us helped us get some funding to do um, yes. a mental a mentoring scheme um erasmus for young entrepreneurs and we learnt the the tools of the trade with her so it, we are unusual, but we are following in the the footsteps of really amazing people. And she and, and there's another couple of people who again are very concerned with high quality oil, and they're exporting it to Belgium and Germany. Yes. But it, we are in the minority. There's still there's not big olive groves around here. I mean, their average is two, three, four um, hectares, or eight acres, which, when you consider some of the ones in Spain, are two thousand, three thousand. Yeah, 000, so you know, on it's like another the level, isn't it? Size of Devon. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So um, they are they are. Um, they are pushing quality in Spain. Even though Italy's been the traditional kind of extra virgin kingdom, Yes. Um, it, it, other countries are totally catching up. And the, the size of the groves here are a disadvantage
0: to that competing. Because so, you can only buy small plots, can't you?
1: Buy small plots, yes, and, the, and there's no incentive to plant trees at the moment. There was for a while in the 80s an incentive to plant olive trees. So a lot of trees yes. around here were planted in the 80s, including those 90s, 80s and 90s, including the ones at the top. It's oh you olive. spotted some one it's hanging going off get the it. end of
0: that branch there
1: but so yes we are unusual so when sometimes when we try to get by buy olives to increase our um, production um one of the ways that you can get hold of olives here is by harvesting somebody else's olives and giving them half of the oil okay but they won't cooperate with us because ah. they say no it's too early oh
0: really <laughs> oh my goodness so, so it's. It's your fine, You need to find right so, yeah, minded people a, who, yes, are, exactly. who are doing the and same And luckily same we do philosophy. work with
1: um, um, a very lovely farmer who spent all his life in Villa Rosa called Mimmo, and he has helped introducing us to people that he knows that are happy to um, pick a bit earlier. So we've yes. done that this year for the first time.
0: Okay. okay, and that was the result of the first olive oil that we tried on day one. That was a mix one, of so the ones you picked yes. and the oh, ones that Paolo get. and Mimo had picked. Oh, yes. awesome. Yeah. But for somebody thinking, oh, I'd love to come out here, buy a patch of land mm. and, in Sicily and start growing olives. What would you say to them? I would say, give me a call
1: <laughs> and go for it. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, it, it's, uh, they do take a lot of work, but we do manage it from, from the UK. Yeah. We come out once in the winter um, and prune for a, for a week, and that's not quite enough. So maybe two weeks of pruning for yeah. 150 trees would be good. And you can go on a course, a really cheap course. But the Italian was going to, is obviously going to help you here. Um, yep, found some.
0: Yeah, on the other side. Here. If you yes. can't speak
1: Italian, then then you'll that, need somebody who will speak it for you. Yeah, <laughs> um, I mean that
0: is really particularly in the. I mean we're we're in the central spine. So explain to podcasters yeah. listeners that we are literally in the on the spine, the central spine of Sicily. Inland Sicily. Inland Sicily, yeah. and and many people don't speak anything but. Sicilian (laughs) or uh, most people speak Italian yeah yeah. Um, so as a result it's really important to if you want to have a to be part of a community and engage you've really got to learn the language you learn
1: as much of the language as you can but I think also don't see that as a total barrier because you can find somebody who will help you you just need to build that relationship yeah yeah you know and you would you would here as well you would you'd find somebody who would be interested enough you know you, you probably need to find a way of working with them, re, re, com, you know, compensate them for their time if they're translating for you. Yes. But it wouldn't take you long to learn the ropes. Yeah. Of, um, and there are olive groves for sale. Obviously, the other option is planting one yourself, of which course. is what people do all the time. Yeah. Foreigners have bought lots of English people, lots of Australians have bought um, land on Etna and planted vineyards. So it's we're... totally doable. Oh, you've got reaching got that got one. Right well now, done. Yeah. Oh, so yes. I would definitely encourage people to think of it also as a, bit, a larger scale enterprise because yes. olives olives just love being love sicily they yeah. make amazing the cultivars here make an amazing high quality oil yes um that's a medium oil so remember i said delicate yeah is quite delicate most of our cultivars in sicily are make a, a medium oil which means you can eat it fresh right. you don't have to wait for it to calm down a bit yeah so on a like scale we of, did,
0: literally the first after you you had it the it, first the day. Foods, it was str- we've had it on our food and we've been fine, yeah. haven't we? Yeah.
1: Tasting it, it's quite full impact. There are some oils, for example, in Calabria and Puglia, that if you had them straight out of the press, they blow your head off. Okay. There are, <laughs> if you cook with them or if you put them on food that's hot, you can have them fresh. Yes. Because there's something about hot food or and or slightly warming an oil. Obviously, warming an oil, you really lose polyphenols. But even if you put um, a, uh, a Calabrian oil onto onto a hot plate of lentils or a steak, then it will attenuate. It won't be the same experience as putting it you know, in your mouth fresh. Mm. But Sicilian oil, mm-hmm. you can generally just have straight away on everything, on a salad, on white fish, because it's medium, yeah. it's not yeah. robust. So that makes it means you get the benefit of all those poly- polyphenols, you see what I mean? You're having it really fresh, yeah, which yes. is what people who are into oil want. So there are some people who will only have oil six months from harvest.
0: Le- that's what I was going to yeah. ask you. But the, the real sort of time frame to have your olive oil from harvest to to the end when you think it's starting to go off. Is it it 18 months? Well, that's what the
1: EU says to put on it. Um, So they'll have their reasoning behind that. But a quality extra virgin olive oil, which is low acidity and and high-ish polyphenols, will hold on to its qualities in polyphenols for longer right um so probably 18 months max yeah next one Yeah. I don't think any probably other. 18 months max but that 18 months on bottles that we get in our supermarkets is 18 months from bottling oh so okay, you don't really from... know how long it's been how long it's been <laughs> but sitting in the around. exactly yes. and that's so a... and and heavy lobbying goes on to make sure that those rules don't change because who benefits from that not me, Yeah. The, uh, yeah. <laughs> I don't keep it sat in it. So I don't keep my 800 litres sat around for long. I sell it straight away. Yeah. So it benefits the large bottling companies. And they're the ones who are lobbying to keep that 18 months. They're lobbying to not have tasting panels, tasting oil. Right. Because they can fake a good taste of an oil. I'm not, I'm not saying all bottling companies are no. like this. But if you they put can. olive oil fraud it... 2021 20, Italy, you will see all of the ones that have been fined Okay. It's, it's uh, regular practice. Is it? Yes. Yeah. Um, so, um, some of the big ones that we get out in the UK, Bertolli, Carapelli, they're regularly getting points. Are they? Yeah. So, because it has been practice to, um, to say something's extra virgin mm-hmm. when it was, maybe was once extra virgin right. and has been sat around and therefore it, it was tested at the beginning of its life. And a year and a half later, it's not got all that low acidity and taste. And And unfortunately, mixing extra virgin with other oils or old oils. Yeah, exactly. So they don't want because a taster can taste that. Mm. It's quite a long process to become an official taster. So and you you can taste it. It's been it's got carotene in to make it taste of something because refined oil is stripped of all of its defects with hexanes. Um, and it comes out as an odorless, colorless liquid, mm, mm. Um, and they g- color it green with chlorophyll, and put in carotene. I told you this on the last yes. podcast. Yeah, so. yeah, yes, yeah, and Gabriella talked about it. And Gabriella talked about it as, and as, well, about it as yeah. well. So, so it's the sort of thing that you need to know how to taste, and which is why they lobby against tasters, and they right. try to sue tasters that call them out.
0: Which is why, if you're really serious about yeah. olive oil no no go to source as yeah try as to buy a farm
1: from yeah uh, you know, from a producer so go to o- oil in in oxford or store down in the southeast or find all the gay farmer yeah there's a, quite a few now in the uk that are bringing their own oil across yes and if you can't find one and then they send they deliver as well yeah and if you can't find one of those then at least um check out my podcast ask uh, ask around about a good oil in a supermarket and dops pdos Mm -hmm. are are usually quite a good um oil to get from a supermarket not always yeah Yeah. um but also you can go a bit by price because if you're if it costs here eight euros nine euros a litre and it's people slaving away like me and not making their money back mm. why is it going to cost four pounds three pounds in the uk yeah. Yeah. the people the counter argument is they make it on mass so that the aldi's and the dolls of this world can cut the price but you see like e- e- a lot of italian oil is not top harvested in an intensive mm. way mm. it's picked like this so mm. somebody is something mm. is going on but it's not going to be that price
0: <laughs> no but i wonder why now that people are uh, you know it's becoming more and more uh, people are becoming more and more aware mm. by the top shelf olive oil that actually more more and more supermarkets could just sell the same but just put a higher price on it. How do you stop how
1: Yeah, how do you stop how that? How do you stop that? that?
0: Is it, it's not happening at the moment, I don't think. Or maybe it is. <laughs>
1: yeah. Well, I don't I think that that the supermarkets will always think of having a range mm. because they know that people will buy at different prices. So I think the home prices have gone up a bit for mm-hmm. their middle of the range. Mm-hmm. You don't see, you know. When, I remember when we first started buying olive oil you would get the Waitrose one for four or five pounds. Yes, and yeah. now it's a bit more, it's five or six or yeah. seven. So I think that partly because the prices have gone up and partly because people are paying a bit more. And so that just pushes the middle range up. Yeah. So they see, know they can. Yeah, they know they can, but I don't think you can stop them, I mean. No. But if it, it ends up going into um, producers' pockets, then probably the price should go up. Yes. You know, but I, is it? Yeah. M&S is quite good at that isn't it about making fair I don't know they've got a fair they've got fair policies don't they with terms of paying the farmer I think that some of some supermarkets are getting better at that but yeah. I don't know enough about how they source their oil mm-hmm.
0: yeah so here we are picking picking olives so we picked a load yesterday and yeah. uh they, they went to the mill yesterday but they weren't milled no yesterday we didn't have enough and it was Sunday yes And this is the thing, is that when you're a small producer, there's a whole, look at that droop of olives (laughs) hanging there. Let's get those then. Tantalisingly low. Oh yeah,
1: look at these.
0: Um, Yeah, how also, it's about the mill also. Yeah. Trusting the mill. That's right. And you've got a couple of mills in your area and and the one you go to, you go to because it 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 uh, mills with the least amount of heat involved that's
1: right that you ha- when we say cold press what we're referring to is an old-fashioned practice um of of heating a press now we don't even have a press here we have a mill that that um that that uses a pneumatic hammer to crush the olives yes. so we really should say cold crush um, because they don't add any hot water or Mm. heat to the machinery Mm -hmm. they're not allowed to it has to be under 27. yes um and you some people some millers will say oh yeah it's cold and then you can look at the they've got a meter on the temperature of their machine because they have to they have to monitor their machine so it doesn't overheat and it's not 27. so you have to you have to be you know
0: you've got to know they want they
1: want a happy customer they want the customer to think that that's a cold press but they've got more oil yes um and that's again it's just bad practice and and you know just look at the temperature on your yeah. mill that you go to, yes. Yeah. And if you come to Italy on holiday, you could, I think, you could always find oil that's less than two years old at a mill. So just buy yourselves a tin, <laughs> buy yourselves a tin at a mill, but especially come in October, November, December because the mill would be open and working and making oil and then yeah. you can really see how it's done, yes. I uh, did it was it what you expected when you saw I it? I mean,
0: it was, I mean, it's exhilarating as well, particularly as we picked the earlier but um yeah it, it was it just I mean to be honest I thought you were still using the, st- the, the stone and stone it was the cold press you know yeah authentic method that you were still using stone so that surprised me that mm. but in some ways it didn't oh look I've just seen you missed you missed two in there
1: they <laughs> <laughs> jump out don't they, they? Do, you change because yes. it's so sunny today you, you get the sun in your eyes and you can't see them and then yeah. you take a step yeah, there's a lot of misconception about what olive... Um, what olive... It's a lot of law and magic yeah. behind olive oil, mate, isn't it? We yes. think of the Med and we think of the... Uh, the technology hasn't changed no. since the Romans, essentially. And it worked, and it still works. But there is, there is lots of proof now that that system does not produce an ex- a good extra virgin olive oil. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. what we have to be very careful with, like any juice, is not letting your fresh olive paste and oil mix with the paste from before and that's what happens both in that stone yeah crush and in the press system so that what they do is they crush it in that stone yeah um, and it can be mechanized but air gets into that process uh, so it's not very controlled yeah. and the paste stays on the uh, on the, the, the gunk of yeah exactly the pate from the olive stays on the stone yeah. and that stone doesn't get cleaned thoroughly every day yeah. it goes for three months so that's rancid paste on your on, on your, your paste in the presses what they did was they would then take that crushed um olive and spread it onto um circular discs that Mm -hmm. were made of of a uh, i can't remember what plant material Mm -hmm. um you spread it on there stack them all up on a press and press a button and they go press it down and that was your first press Mm -hmm. but -hmm. all of those discs then would get scraped clean and another batch. so because they're made of woven material inevitably paste gets stuck in there yes, and you don't yeah. change them every time because they're expensive to make you yeah. reuse them you can give them a, uh, a, a jet wash but something. you don't want water th- water water mixing, water, mixing your, it because course. then you get a defect because yeah. it can go vinegary so it's poorer quality oil comes out of that. that you have to be incredibly hygienic and you know obsessive about cleanliness mm. and even then there's too much air in the system mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so the second press would then be Pressing it even more right. to get a, a you know you're pressing your pressings basically yeah, yes. which is a bit like refining your um, the the leftovers from our process mm-hmm. it's heating it essentially so no in the since the 90s uh, they've invented mills that have got incredibly increasingly sophisticated and technological ours is not very technological mm-hmm. but some of them are computerised so you can mm. adjust every single tiny factor. Um, you won't. you won't be getting, if you see a press, it, if you see press written on your bottle, it's just harking to an old system. It probably wasn't a press.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shall we move around? So yeah, I let's can move also around. <laughs> yeah, let's do that. So so yeah, I'll tell you what, one of these things is so therapeutic and it also becomes slightly addictive. Well, actually, not yeah. slightly, very addictive. <laughs> very addictive. You don't know when to, you could actually the day passes so fast picking olives
1: well because it's you get in that let people people have done this when they've studied well-being and mental health you get into a space in your head which requires concentration but also allows you to go into a zone of your brain which is meditative basically um and that they've proved that they've looked at people doing repetitive tasks like knitting creative tasks we're not saying like screwing the same bit of a on a production line that's that, that's soulless but but on, on creative tasks like knitting and you, your brain gets, sort of sits in itself yeah and I think olive picking is really like that you get you kind of you can your mind can wander whilst you're doing it but you still have to concentrate it's a sense of awareness yeah. of what's
0: around you yeah as well, isn't it? yeah
1: and you have to you know you, you've got to move around you've got to change perspective you've got to be aware of your safety you've got to move your feet you've got to use your body and that's it's a sort of really it's a lovely feeling to see the, the crate filling up, yes. and knowing that each one of these olives is going to um, add to your <laughs> quantity of oil.
0: And what's so nice is that your children are now eleven and eight. That's right. And we've got you're here with another family who have children of nine and seven, I think. Yeah. And how much they're enjoying just sitting under an olive tree drawing, and then they'll get up and they'll pick a few olives and get really excited. And then, <laughs> but they're they're engaged in a way that kids generally are not these days unless yeah. they've got an iPad or a Absolutely know, stuff, a, a computer thing stuck in front of them and Back that's... in England we, we struggle.
1: We haven't got like we're not we haven't got the perfect formula at all. We struggle to get them out of the house for a walk and we make them obviously and we say come out in the garden and they wander out into the garden and play for a bit and then drift back in. Yeah. You know? yeah. Whereas here, you know, Oops. they can see mummy and daddy are concentrating, they can see the other grown ups concentrating, which yeah. helps believe me yeah they've got other kids to play with uh, and just sort of as you say just sit even if they're occasionally allowed on their phones here they're still outdoors yeah, you know exactly. they can, they're still jumping up and helping occasionally so and and I'll take that you know <laughs> I'll take that
0: <laughs> and particularly this year I mean maybe it was the same for you last year but the sun is shining it's like uh, 26 degrees it's really hot today. it's unusually
1: hot um, for this time of year but yeah it's at least they're getting that last blast of sunshine because i hear it's pretty chilly in the uk Is right it? now yeah okay. a friend lucky. of mine wrote to me saying lucky you here it's already nove- mid-november oh my goodness okay. so <laughs> we'll have a shot when we get back
0: lucky we just us. stay Sit, stay emma yeah until I think spring. I we've got the van we can stay for as long as we like <laughs> uh, and um do you think your your children as a result go back to school energized and and, and diff- <laughs> in, a, in a different space do you think it does they do that they- the, uh, by the end of the holiday do they have have they relaxed in a way that they wouldn't if they had stayed oh, in the UK I
1: hope so wouldn't that be nice yes yeah <laughs> i think they definitely are it, it does everyone good to change to change environment i think and mm. here they come to a very loving everybody adores children in italy yes so they've got they haven't got many cousins sadly but they do have lots of doting rallies um, and they thoroughly milk them for presents and attention <laughs> <laughs> and they come out here and they you know sometimes they whinge about it oh, do we have to go to the olives? and I remember doing that when I was little do we have to go to another castle my dad was obsessed with castles oh, really? um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh I, I you know you get into it at yeah. some level you get into it even if you are in denial for a bit yeah you go back to it and we do hope that they come back to this when they're older and even if they choose not to um, make oil like us, that they have good memories about it and will be bothered enough. I mean, I do remember one conversation with Elio and he was like, why are you doing all of these tastings? I was doing loads of them online. So I had to say, um, don't come in the kitchen, don't come upstairs wherever I was doing the the Zoom tasting because I'm teaching people to taste olive oil and buy olive oil properly. He said, what's so important about that, mummy? Why, why? Um, and I said, well, lots of the olive oil that you buy in the supermarket is, is rancid. It's not good for you. You've been cheated. You've spent money on, on, on rope. And people don't understand how olives grow and how oil is made and how it should taste. So I'm teaching them. Yeah. And he said, well, Mummy, can't we just sell them our oil? <laughs> Which... And he said, sweet, we don't have enough. <laughs> and he was mortified.
0: Oh, really? Yeah. That, you didn't... Because he's seeing it coming out thinking there's plenty to go around, but actually there isn't but, if but he it. felt he felt for people that they were cheated yeah and they yeah. couldn't make
1: they couldn't they had no recourse oh gosh yeah, so yeah. i hope that that has given them an awareness that this is just one of the millions of foods that we are cheated regularly <laughs> with yeah. you know like, and as people say to me oh i wish i hadn't known so much about olive oil because now i can't i don't know oh, i can't buy it. So <laughs> yes you can yeah a tin not, uh, not a, a see-through plastic or glass bottle yes yeah. uh, a harvest date if you can find one yeah small brand or a farmer if you can find one Um, and you know taste it and if you can tell that it smells a bit wax crayony take it back say this is off (laughs) Um, and if we could give people you know a little bit of knowledge i think olive oil is a staple for for a lot of people around the world and if it isn't you know it probably should be yeah and so if we can you know you can avoid you can avoid unsustainable um fished fish you can avoid finders pancakes if you want to you know but if you need an olive oil because that's what you cook in and that's what you dress your salad in, you, there's not there isn't like a a very obvious alternative no. to me ma- in my mind so there are other oils obviously yeah that, but uh, but this is time and time again this comes out as the most healthy cooking fat yeah um whoops missed the crate and I'm not saying, therefore, do not have butter, therefore, never buy sunflower oil. I'm not saying that because no. we know that there are really good butters and really healthy sunflower Particularly oils.
0: Particularly in France. Yeah. And, and, uh, but not Absolutely. Um, in the UK.
1: But yeah, if you can get a good extra virgin, then that's going to do you a world of good. I mean, look, look it up on reputable science websites. And there's so many experiments going on about uh, olive oil and health. Yeah. Um, so don't cheat yourself. You no. know, and when you get it, use your bottle.
0: Yeah. Because yeah, yeah. once
1: it's open, the air, and uh, we're reaching up now. Can you hear us? You... Ah, oh, I got it. Got them. Air, light, heat—they will all um, aid oxidation, which is your oil losing its qualities. Yeah. yeah I can yeah. see one above your head there. Can you see that
0: dark? Oh yeah. There. Is. Oh. Got it. Yay. <laughs> We've done this it's really. like a stretch class but using olives as the <laughs> perfect that's fantastic so um sarah you've done a lot with with parallel online with uh on the igtv so people yeah. can look that up yeah. on your site which is alivoo Alivu Sicily. Sicily, no underscore anything. Alivu Sicily, so. and we'll put Sicily. that in in the show notes. You can also
1: put Malmesbury olive oil into Google. Okay. Because <laughs> we live in Malmesbury, this is where where we often when we do have oil, we just sell it to people we've already established relationships with, and okay. who've had our oil and want it again.
0: I mean, in the UK, particularly. I mean, I, there's a lot of my listeners are in America yeah. too, so it's a different ball game, isn't it? Oh, They're so yes. far away from Europe, but there are olive oils over there, yes. I'm assuming, yes, there are, are as good. Yeah, and um, I
1: would definitely say, there is a, go for Californian olive oils that are part of a Californian um, group of mm. olive oils. I can't remember what it's called off the top of my head, but I can look it up. Yeah. And they are very concerned with quality and you can go and buy it from the mill. Yeah. Um, and, and, and there's a bit of a kind of myth that the Mediterranean ones are the best. I think the best is fresh and local. Yeah. So if you've got some, you know, in your same, in your same country or you're on that side of the states then go and visit go and buy because it's not you know you probably unless you've got a good link you might not know where if your italian olive oil or your greek olive oil is legit in the states because they don't
0: regulate it as well going in yes and this is the thing also it comes back to it's not necessary i have to have it's rather like avocados you know everybody's gone wild about avocados yeah um but buy it in season and buy it as close to where you live don't buy it from peru when you're in the uk yeah no buy them from spain when they're in in season there well, do, do what you can i know yeah. no one's
1: perfect and no. no, i don't want to kind of lecture anybody about about how they buy their olive oil but at least if you're armed with knowledge you can do it knowing what you're doing you yeah which is i think half the trick isn't it yeah yeah you've seen some three right we're working there. our way up the rows we're about halfway through our new grove yeah we're
0: we getting there. There's not it's not doing many really well. Is, there's, but look, there's about three or four oh of yeah, there, but I, as I'm attached to you, I <laughs> cables. I'll let I'll you go in. Then I go. Is that the ones you saw? Yeah. So what, how, what have been? Oh, here's Ronya. Yeah. You see, here's oh, the canker. Ah, yes. It looks like a yeah
1: apple canker essentially. It's yeah. really similar. Um, and it
0: looks like a a wart basically. Yes,
1: and. That, um, when it's on a little branch like that, can suffocate it. But when it's on the principal trunk is fine, you yeah. don't have to do anything. Yeah. You can cut them off and then paint on a sort of copper-based yeah. um, medicine that, that stops the canker, but you'll always get it. Right. right. Good hygiene when you're pruning and you won't spread it, um, yeah. prune it out. Oh, you can see it down here as well, so that will just get, oh, get yes. pruned. Oh, look, yeah. and as you do that, we can That's see loads of olives, olives.
0: <laughs> hiding, the, hiding from us. Sneaky
1: little things. <laughs>
0: What, what um, I mean, you had one year here where you, you were saying that you were harvesting and it, it was <coughs> in almost, a parallel was in a thunderstorm and it's Oh, that was horrible. Marden. So well, it's sure. not always the romantic, you know, no. 26
1: degrees. Yeah, <laughs> again, if you had more time at your disposition, then you could mitigate that by just not harvesting with the bad weather, yes, but because yeah. we're always in a bit of a rush. I mean, also because we're jealous and want to do it ourselves, but realistically, we should have just paid for somebody else to do it then. But yeah. again, that puts the price up quite a lot. That's why people are abandoning groves, because it's too expensive to yeah, pay sometimes. for the workers. Yeah, um, And in some parts of the world, not in Sicily, they hire big gangs of workers quite often. They have very poor rights, the workers, Yes, um, and they just go for it. They tread over all of the olives as they're harvesting uh and because they've just got a you know and in greece uh, for example it's it's if it's eight, seven, six eight eight seven six euros
0: um
1: a litre yeah it's three or four in some areas of greece and it's re- that's way too cheap i mean yeah. there's no way you could do that yeah, yeah, without yeah. lots of people being taken advantage of yes
0: have we got them all i think, I think we've got that are.
1: one yeah that's
0: quite a lot on it actually so in the
1: uk find a producer buy bottles wisely if you want me to taste an oil with you get in touch and we can i can you know if it's common easy to easy to get hold of i'll buy one you buy one send me one yes um and talk to me because i know i think there is um, quite a few people who are following me on facebook who i follow too who are part of the women in olive oil UK oh,
0: okay. um, and that's
1: a group of us who are banding together to support each other yes. um, and we're dotted around in Ireland, in Wales, in the West Country, in London and Oxford. There's quite a few other women who I know who are becoming olive oil gurus in their own right. Yep. So find one of them or I'll put you in touch with them and they can do a tasting for you as well because yes. you know, we are all supporting each other. We yeah. need to, t- to teach millions of people in the UK how to buy and taste olive oil. So doesn't have to be me
0: yeah no I think this is it's all about it's it's got to be um, a collective yeah. understanding and bringing people forward with the knowledge yeah because when you do that the demands of people will want yeah better quality and that's when things start to change I yeah think, in fact
1: have you seen um citizens of soil no so that's a lady she's from America um called Sarah and she's on Instagram and Facebook and got her own website and she started off selling her, she's got her family friends in Crete, Corfu. I can't remember. Um, apologies, but you'll look it up and see it. And yes. she started selling their oil. But then of course, then you notice, oh, I'm going to follow you around, Anna. Okay. You notice the vagaries of seasons and how sometimes you don't have enough oil or any oil. And as you build your markets and you realize the limitations of a small farmer, yes. she naturally started looking for other farmers who were similar to her family in Greece. And this year, she started. Um, yeah, go for it. I think it's fine. It? She started with a new producer from Portugal. Yes. Who, as a lady who was in the corporate world and left it all behind, to set up a, a, a to take over. Or she I don't know if she bought one or took over a family grove. Yeah. Um, and she's farming regeneratively, like us. So that's why you see grass under your foot here. Okay, so that's um, a, yes. yeah, which is really important. Uh, we this used to all be tracted away right. to keep the ground clean. They would say because of risk of fire. Yeah. But actually, that's very bad practice. It's bad environmental impact. The soil quality goes down and, yes. it, and the soil was disappearing down the of hill. Of course, yeah. It releases carbon when you plough. You shouldn't dig a land if you can avoid it. Orchards yeah. don't need... Uh, orchards are fine with grass underneath. Yeah. As long as you keep it short, you lessen the risk of fire. But some people do lose their growth because of fire. But yeah. hopefully that won't happen
0: to us. Yeah, because so she's... this
1: lady who works for Citizen of Soil, who's selling her oil for Citizen of Soil, Anna, she also farms regeneratively. Yeah. Um, so Sarah is trying to get more female farmers... Who have that farming practice um, on board? So definitely look her up as well. Citizens of Soil. I think okay, citizens of soil.
0: Okay. Um, so apart from olives, yeah. do you grow anything else on these? In in this field, there are a few fields, fruit trees, um,
1: yeah. and there's um, prickly pears. Prickly pears. But mainly, yes. what's the amazing thing about this bit of land? When we lived here, we would come every couple of days. There's Lose loads of wild greens. Yes. Wild rocket, wild. Um, uh broccolis mm-hmm. uh cardi cardoons wild cardoons not the cultivated cardoons okay um asparagus fennel wild fennel not the fennel that we get in our allotments but yeah. wild fennel um uh, lots of herbs wild thyme so we there's things that na- mother nature provides yes, we've we just seen naturally. it's just yeah. here yeah yes. and you know you'll see that walking around sicily you'll see
0: people growing not growing, people going along the countryside verges and into fields and foraging, yeah. Uh, As I was, when I was with Gabriella, she was, she was pointing out all the things that you can just naturally uh, pick. Which Um, way we go? This way. way, Look at that little tree. That's loaded, that tree.
1: Yeah, and that's one of the benefits of, of non-industrial, non-chemical farming is that you get loads of other things growing because you've not killed them with your sprays. Of course. And that's, that's just everyday practice here. If you look at books written in the 18th and 19th and tw- early 20th century about Italy, you know, they, that somebody comes in and says, Mother, I'm hungry. And she says, Son, we're poor. We have nothing. And he will reply, Didn't you even go out to find some veg? Because you didn't have to grow it. It was there.
0: It was there. Yeah, yeah. That's hysterical.
1: <laughs> hungry sons, eh? Yeah.
0: Oh. Oh look this is droopy. It's one of the smaller trees and yet it's really yeah. happily. Covered. Yeah, be, there'll
1: be different cultivars that have done well in this weather. Which is why again it's nice to have different varieties, not just pick one. Because yeah. it's like that whole mono mono crop thing. It's like the what was it, the the rice famine. Do you remember learning about that in geography? No, I didn't learn about the rice <laughs> famine. Uh, they, there was some miracle rice thing that they made all the all the small scale farmers plant in, in Asia and, and it was all the whole kind of GM debate, um, it, it, it failed. And they'd all had the same. They all had the same um, rice variety, so they oh, were all starved. No way. You have to sort of you, you
0: have to spread your risk, don't yeah. you? By nor- as by my nor- father used to say to us as children, don't put all your eggs in one basket. Exactly. It goes exactly. for everything, really, doesn't it? Exactly. Yeah. Variety is the key. Variety is the spice of life. It is definitely. And, you know, Italy is rich
1: in olive varieties, partly because it's only been a country since the 1860s. So Mm -hmm. everybody had their own regional varieties. And it was only where it was sort of industrially farmed in the south of uh, Puglia and Calabria that was producing... They were producing oil for all of the cities of northern Europe and America, for street lamps and for industry. Then that was a more industrialised process, and you find one variety predominates, Carolea example which is that bitter one i was telling you about yeah um but in sicily people have grown for their own needs yeah right. so there's like there's as many varieties <laughs> as there are fields almost you yeah, know? Yeah, yeah so there's at least 700 that we've identified in italy alone and there's three or four of hundred of those are in sicily yeah it? whoops and 70 percent of italy's olive oil comes from the south does it yeah gosh i suppose because the weather so whoops no it's just farming patterns because it could it can grow like obviously it's not going to grow where it's very snowy yeah some snowy high bits of of the of the mountain ridge that runs up and down italy but uh, it grows right into southern france doesn't it yeah so um it's more to do with you know what you plant and because it's traditionally just been planted on the margins where nothing else will grow yeah um, because there's quite a lot of marginal land, mountainous marginal land in the south, you can um, you can see how it works. That one's funny, is it? One, one I, I dropped. dropped. It's all right. Where are we? Oh, I've left some here. Wait a so minute.
0: So I suppose one of the questions which I didn't ask Gabriella, but I can ask. Whoops, another one dropped. Um, I can ask. Some are just very ripe, aren't they? Is that one over there? Yeah. Right? That's all right. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'll get rid of that is one. Is the uh, one of the things that puts. Quite a lot of people off, and, and one of the one of the one of the uh, questions I was asked "Why are you going to Sicily?" By friends, <laughs> and why are you thinking of you know spending mm. time there? Was is the mafia, big oh. mafia question, which everybody avoids asking. But I, was, if you're, if you're happy to talk about it, um, you know, it's what, one of those stereotypes about here?
1: Sicily. It hasn't affected us at all, mm. no. Um, it doesn't mean it doesn't exist, and there are lots of people still fighting it. Yeah. Um, but I don't think this is a big. This is not well known as a mafia area. Yes. It's too poor to. <laughs> yeah. Mafia now like controls. Crime, drugs, um, arms, that kind of stuff. There's not. They're not going to bother. Olive farmers who are scratching a. Sorry, I'm going to get that one. Come with me. Oh yeah. Scratching a living out of the soil.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, and you know we we are doing it much as I hate to admit it this is a hobby really because we have other jobs and it's a very small farm and it's a small-scale enterprise for us so we're not going to attract anybody's attention there are people around here who are fond of of buying land under price and under cost but they've not offered to buy ours so, so yeah I think it has affected people in our town some poor practice and, um, but not affected us so
0: but and, and as a someone like myself who's not has no Sicilian a links. You would not. not you would not be aware of it. You wouldn't yeah. even notice it. So buying and stuff, I shouldn't need to worry. No, at all. worry about the bureaucracy. Yes, yeah.
1: <laughs> Not about any mafia problems. Yeah. No.
0: Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, that's good to know. And <laughs> uh, for those, are also to reassure others who are thinking to come here and, yeah. and purchase land. I mean, some people say actually it's very difficult to buy land in Sicily because um, it is all small patches of land, isn't it? Yeah. Well,
1: there are some big ones as well,
0: but mm-hmm. you're right.
1: Generally, um, the ones that come up for sale are yeah. the small ones. Yes. Um, it's a very feudal, a feudal um, agricultural landscape here. So some of the estates are enormous, 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 enormous. Yeah. And that goes back to the Bourbons and, you know. Oh, yeah. You know. But uh, there are lots of small bits of land near towns, which were people's livelihoods. It was their fields where they grew their, grew their olives, their vines, raised their sheep had some crops you know and those are the ones that come up for sale as people leave yeah. and go, go to the cities and go to northern Europe.
0: So what's your what is your and um, Palo's ultimate goal with this? Is, this is this to be out here eventually full time if yeah. you can?
1: Well no I think I think we would like to have a foot in each,
0: in each country yeah <laughs>
1: because actually there, there is a lot of olive oil in Sicily and it is really quite cheap to buy yeah. so there's no point adding our oil to that Cool. yeah we yeah. take it to the uk so that people can get hold of good extra virgin olive oil and yeah. you know our ultimate goal is just to help people be aware of what extra virgin olive oil because we you know we're the best way in the world we can't supply <laughs> no. more than 100 200 people with olive oil no. so it's also to just educate people about food food and and heritage yeah. and nature and sustainability through what we're doing yeah so yeah. um yeah, we both got other jobs which we also, we like, so we don't particularly want to give them up either for the moment. But mm-hmm. maybe when we, if we're still alive and healthy when we're retired, we'll make more of a go of of, of olive oil farming, yeah. olive yes. oil tourism, and sure, uh, you know.
0: And in terms of um, like being an ambassador for oh, here's one. In fact, and
1: we might have missed some in that corner. Hmm. Just have a quick scan over there. No, got
0: yeah, those. Got Let's those go too. this way. Oh, whoops! I've just got the cable. Let me come on your other side here. Okay. Um, in terms of being an an ambassador for olive oil, uh-huh. extra virgin olive oil, I should say. Yeah. Um, particularly for chefs and people who are in a position to be able to perhaps educate and influence, yeah, um, influence um, people's awareness of of the importance. How, have you had any of those kind of contacts? or...?
1: Yeah, I have. I worked with um, here in Sicily with a cooking school that gets people from all over the world coming to it because it's got a really good reputation. Mm-hmm. Um, and they do an olive oil week. So if you did want to combine Sicily with a bit of food tourism and, and cooking, Anatasca Lanza, I, I sent you her link recently. I said okay. they're oh. in Villalba near oh, Palermo. Yes, yes, yes. And every year I, get, I take part in uh, Cook the Farm. Um, intensive Sicilian culinary course which is I think six weeks eight weeks long yes there's a couple there grab yes. them um, and they they have a grain week they have a foraging week they have a cheese week and I'm in the olive oil week but they also do something around this time of year I think taking people to a mill Tuscan Tuscalanza so they're great Yes. Um, and there's a couple of other people who are doing olive oil tasting and tourism in Sicily in the UK I have worked with um, Farm Ed Mm-hmm. and done some oil, t- oil talks with them and that went really well, that sold out yep. um, but I've always I've, I've gone to a local hotel as well in Malmesbury and done an olive oil tasting and talk I've done some WI talks
0: Right. so, so yeah I'm, I'm around, and I'm
1: more than happy to you know, go
0: out and, and talk to people about yeah, it Yeah, and, definitely.
1: Um, and equally there are other ladies and women in olive oil who are dotted about I know some of them are producers like me yes. but some of them are specialist tasters I think that's a lady called the Olive Oil Taster on Instagram, um, and she's um, in, based in Wales but travels as well. Yes, and she's a qualified taster. So there are a few of us about in the UK. Yeah, and do yeah, I do look at Women in Olive Oil UK? Or one. Did I miss Hang one? Hanging low. Hanging low. Hanging low. So it's not just me.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, that's good. but that's really healthy, It's really good to know that there are quite a few places that people can learn about and and get yeah there there
1: might not be advertised courses but you can probably find people and set one up
0: yeah yeah, um
1: and then there's courses in italy that are geared at foreigners as well yes um some of them are quite expensive unfortunately are they yeah and you have a bit of a tourist experience as it were which is not necessarily what everybody wants no um but uh yeah if you i do know a few people who offer training courses that are longer and more intensive than I would offer. And I can put people in touch if they want to do one.
0: Mm-hmm. Cool. Well, is there anything else, Sarah, that you'd like to chat about? It's just been such a privilege oh. to come out here and help harvest in oh. this year, because I, I, you know, we missed it last year, but it seems that we've got this the good is a, this weather has been to a do lovely it. year to do it. Yeah. Um, and, um, Oh, there's one right? Oh, there's a few above your head. Yeah, actually, I'll put exactly. this down. I suddenly got very excited because I saw <laughs> <you. laughs> it. Uh, it's so hard to, to stop, to isn't it? You were
1: <laughs> Just when you're getting it. I was always about to
0: find this. Okay.
1: Okay. I'm grabbing it. Okay.
0: And I'll pull them all. One,
1: two. Three. It's definitely spent a lot of time looking up, don't you? Yeah.
0: There we go.
1: I dropped one on the ground. Here we
0: go. Actually, oh, there's a bit of a dead one. <laughs> said that. Okay, well. Sarah, if there's anything else that you'd like to mention or like to tell the podcast listeners um, about what you're up to um, or want to engage with them about, here's your space. You have the floor.
1: Um, Yeah, just consume with with a conscience. Don't beat yourself up, but do your best. And everything we do has an impact um, when we buy things. So. We can't change the world with our consumer choices, but we can at least sort of feel a bit better (laughs) about it ourselves. And that's already a lot, isn't it? Yeah. So, yes, when you're buying from a small-scale producer, you're also protecting not only a a traditional way of of harvesting, which is slow and beautiful, like you've experienced, you're protecting the biodiversity and you're protecting the soil. So, yeah, if you can. um, Our consumption in the UK at the moment is one litre per head a year. Oh my goodness and in in italy it's 14 or 15 and they're not they're, and they are not dying of cancer at the rates we are they're not getting heart disease at the rate we are of course it's not olive oil it's not a silver bullet but no. it's the whole way that they eat yes. which olive oil is a part of yes um so we've got room to eat more so i would say yes buy from a soil producer eat as much as you can put it on your soups on your legumes yes and um, dip your bread into it that sort of thing eat as much olive oil as you can yeah. good olive oil and um you'll feel the benefits. feel the benefits
0: okay thanks so much sarah <laughs> and we better get on picking because we've got how many more to go oh but... we've got another 40 in this field alone <laughs> <laughs> okay so to all you podcast listeners i hope you have enjoyed our chat here today uh with my chat here today with sarah um, certainly i've been inspired because Ooh. i'm actually here on the land the sun is shining it's sicily uh, blue skies, not a cloud. Amazing view Amazing of this valley up to Etna. Etna. And then we saw, actually, we, and we saw Etna. Well, we saw <laughs> the smoke of Etna behind um, Kalashibeta, yeah, yes, yes. <laughs> yesterday uh, we will be heading that way shortly yeah you've got to go and, and find their
1: mills and taste their oil because it's really yes, good
0: taste the difference as yeah. it were. <laughs> Um so anyway hope you're having a lovely day if you've enjoyed this podcast please do share it with your friends please do leave a review and a rating because as I say every week uh, this helps my guests reach a wider audience and that's what this podcast is all about please do subscribe if you want to know a little bit more about what I'm up to follow me on Probably on Instagram's better at the moment as my website travellingthrough.co.uk. I haven't put much up there at the moment. Mm. I'm also on at on the road with Roswin, which follows Steve, my partner, and I's journey across Sicily in our van called Roswin. <laughs> Believe it or not. Enjoy the rest of your week wherever you are in the world. Take care and thanks for listening.